0: Welcome to Crafting Joy. This is your host, Joy Giovanini. Each episode will serve as a gathering space, a place to focus on renewal and really reflect on the why behind making. Here we will share personal narratives which take us deeper to that universal story. The talented community that shares their insights will be braiding inspiration together. Crafting Joy is for those who listen, dreaming of creative endeavors, and those that have dedicated their whole life to art. It's really a space for us all. I'd like to share with you an original piece called Crafting Your Life. I once broke up with my high school boyfriend because he questioned my love of the words savor and relish. More specifically, it was when he called out how I had the words prominently collaged among a montage of photos, poems, and artwork. In his defense, I should mention that the letters for savor and relish were cut out of various magazines and the style usually reserved for kidnappings. Teenage me had rejoiced in the salty concept of relish as a verb. I marveled at the perfectness of the word savor, connected so wholeheartedly to food with one meaning and then to gratitude with the other. I would taste the syllables on my tongue as I considered the completeness of their concept. Somewhere over the years of adulting, I lost the sweetness of savoring. I never fully bought into society's cliché on worth being attached to busyness, but all the same, I didn't realize how carrying so many perfectly good enough things was keeping me from appreciating singular wonders. A few days before the world went into shutdown back in March of 2020, I haphazardly pulled out a quote from a magazine to revisit if ever the opportunity arose. It was from Joshua Becker, and it read, The first step in crafting the life you want is to get rid of everything you don't. I kept thinking about that quote through the eerily still period of 2020. I pondered what I would willingly add back to my plate when I had a plate again. As a Montana native, you bring a little of that with you wherever you live. So I had the concept of fallow land in the back of my mind that quiet April, as I readied the raised beds for the year. Fallow land is an interesting concept in farming, where the land is tended but intentionally left unsown for a period. There's a hollow beauty, like the inside of a surf-polished shell, when it comes to leaving parts of your life that have been overworked out for a season. With a moment's notice, the hustle and bustle of an office, running between kids' sports, traveling, and entertaining friends had all vanished, in its place, other quieter, gentler crops sprouted. I've been a knitter for almost 20 years. I sought it out my first year of teaching, instinctively needing something to do with my hands after a busy day in the classroom. Knitting was a soul salve across my 20s and into my 30s. Over the years of raising kids and increased responsibilities, my knitting reduced in priority and production. I went from a multiple sweaters a year knitter to a distracted once-in-every-great-while cowl crafter. I still created small objects as gifts for others, but it wasn't the same. The lack of time wasn't the greatest factor, either. It was the focus being withheld from the product and the process itself. I was making something out of habit more than out of mindfulness. I found my way back to knitting through the tangles of other fibers. It was early in the spring of 2020 that I saw a social media ad for Punch Needle Art. I made an impulse purchase. I was pleasantly surprised to learn the Etsy artist who had prepared the DIY kit was including a Zoom tutorial in the coming days. Punch needling led to wool painting and then needle felting. All of these served as critical support during a time of uncertainty, marrying together a love of fibers with a timely tension release of artful stabbing. With intentional focus, I depicted first our immediate reality, with hopeful buds pushing out of the front yard's gradually warming ground in one piece, and a shyly blooming dogwood tree framed by my work-from-home window. Then I started to reach out to favorite travel spots in my mind through the craft. There was the Oregon Coast rugged fiber art landscape, where I had celebrated so many milestones— Then the sacred beach spot in Maui my son and I had sat in silence together at sunrise over a year before slowly materialized. A long lost night under the Perseid meteor shower in Ben came back into focus. With each poke and prod I slipped deeper into the comfort of handmade work. It was almost a full year of rekindling my fire when I picked up needles on my porch. A snowstorm had insulated the Pacific Northwest that week and everything had stilled. I click, click, click the starter of the fire pit, watching the flames twist and bend. I breathed in heavily as I surveyed the snowy blanket laid over the beds that had brimmed with lilies of the valley just nine months before. My fingers untwisted the spring green wool as my eyes crawled up the gnarled trunk of the tree now garnished with ice and snow. I listened with intention to Catherine May's wintering, the power of rest and retreat in difficult times, pausing often to let the message marinate. The needles steadily clicked on as the moss-stitch pattern took shape into Thea Rosenberg's half-pint fingerless gloves for my little half-pint spitfire. I marveled as the project traveled its circuitous route along the double-pointed needles. My breath in and breath out followed, the knit one purl one repeats so closely that it felt trance like that old familiar feeling of whole soul presence with slow intentionality had returned A savor would be at the core of the life i crafted Thank you so much for stopping by and carving out some time for Crafting Joy. I'm your host, Joy Jovanini. Special thanks to my daughter, my half-pint, Lena, for our intro music, and my old friend Theo Brown for his moody musical stylings fading us out. I hope our paths cross again soon.